know, Silas, there's nothing wrong with not showing your hand when playing poker. It's just part of the game. I prefer chess. Poker requires luck or cheating, sometimes both. So no, I'd rather outthink my opponents. Don't underestimate the poker player. They may take chances, but when they win, they sometimes win very big. Do you really think you should let your opponent have the advantage of luck or cheating? I think they need more luck than the universe affords anyone. Careful, Osiris, or your arrogance will be read easily, and your enemies will beat you at your own game. The game I play has knights, bishops, and a queen that can position anywhere on the board. All poker has are paper cards. A paper card can cut you and draw blood. Death by a thousand cuts would be a terrible way to die, don't you think? So would complete obliteration. I'm not beneath using my ace card, you know. <laughs> and you still think the monsters are outside of your mirror. <laughs> be gone, Satan. Saint Michael the Archangel be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell, Satan, all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Silas, the thing you need to remember is that no matter the game, which may be won or lost, at its conclusion, you reset the table, and the game will always begin again. New Kingdom Radio Theater This is Two Girls on a Bench, the podcast. So we're two writers who tend to procrastinate just a bit. We like to snack. We like to talk. We don't have time to write, but we have time to do this podcast. We certainly do. Join us on the bench. Listen in. At number two, Girls on a Bench. In the wake of America's ability to neutralize nuclear missiles in mid-air, the entire world had grown fearful and were gripped by the impending world war set to begin. England and the European alliance would have to resort to ground war tactics to engage the new kingdom's military forces. After several failed attempts to attack America with nuclear bombs, Asylus formally asked Britain and the European alliance to surrender and spare their people the nightmare of war. But they refused to surrender and challenged Asylus to face them on the battlefield. 
in one last effort to seek a peaceful surrender of Europe and Great Britain. Asylus live-streamed the speech to the entire world to make his final plea and shock them beyond their imagination. Citizens of the world, by now you are aware that launching nuclear missiles at America is useless. We have developed a weapon that neutralizes nuclear missiles in midair. America is the only country in the world that possesses this technology. So I want you to please listen carefully and consider what I have to say. Nuclear missiles are simply no longer a threat to America. However, since we are the only ones in possession of the net ray weapon, this means we are the only ones immune to nuclear attacks from the air. America has pleaded with the leaders of Great Britain and the European Alliance to surrender their sovereignty and become a part of the New Kingdom of America. To date, they have all refused. I want to make myself perfectly clear. My reason is to save humanity from the evil people in governments who have used the political platform to assert themselves invasively and stealthily in manipulating mankind and twisting society itself. Throughout the centuries leading up to the Industrial Revolution and the technological advances and beyond, elitists have done everything from monitor to control the masses, using algorithms and AI systems to steer thought and maintaining their hold on power at all costs, even making pacts with the most horrifying creatures in existence. They are willing to deal with Satan himself and horrid demons to keep their stronghold on governments. It's about time we stand up to the slave masters at the highest levels of power and their surrogates. I am going to cut this broadcast to show you just exactly what I am talking about. For viewers with small children, I strongly caution you to consider not allowing your children to watch what I am about to show you. You will witness an actual monster, a highly intelligent creature that is part of a species known as the Drax, a reptilian humanoid race that feeds off of humans and have been abducting men, women, and children for eons. They do not want peace with us any more than humans want peace with livestock and chickens. We are food to them, possessions, slaves, and nothing more. I caution everyone, what you are about to see may terrify you and make you question all you thought you knew about our world.
What are you? I am a Drax of the Elite God, and my name is Russell. And why are you on Earth? I am under the command of Drax's order to oversee human progress and steer humans away from heightening their consciousness and awareness in the universe. Why do you wish to keep humans from this? Because humans are spiritual beings, and their heightened awareness makes them a threat to us. Why would this make them a threat? Because awareness makes them more powerful. More powerful than Drax. But Drax are more intelligent. Drax control humans. You mean... Like a bull is stronger than a human, but humans are smarter and can control bulls and cattle for food. Exactly the same. Humans are food for Drax. How can humans destroy the Drax? I cannot and will not tell you this. You will tell me this. Humans cannot fight Drax in their world. Atmosphere is toxic. Humans must bring Drax into Earth and fight here. This is the only way to defeat Drax. If humans go to Drax's world... Breathing alone will kill you. Tell us, why do Drax create hybrids? I don't understand your question. Why do Drax crossbreed with humans and take the hybrid babies to your world? On our world, humans cannot live. We use human DNA and mix Drax DNA for hybrids to live on our world. We grow these and... They are food, but they only last two generations, uh, and then they cannot reproduce beyond this. Uh, 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 we have to continue crossbreeding uh, to restock our supply. So you make hybrids for food, not to improve your own race? No! Humans are inferior to us, and they cannot live among us. But the blood is a nutrient, you see. We drink human blood like you drink water. Who are the people in government you control? We control almost all governments. We used to control America, but... Asylus betrayed us. Hmm. What do you mean? Asylus made an agreement with us. And when he became king, he betrayed us and isolated himself. We underestimated him. Now we control all of Europe, England. We still have a strong influence in Africa. But we are losing control more and more. Every time a Silas takes over another country, we... 
lose our influence. So, King of Silas is the greatest human threat the Drax face. King of Silas is just a human. If he were in this cage with me, I would kill him easily. Just as I would any human. Is that so? Well, it just so happens King of Silas is here, and will enter the cage with you. If it is true what you say, then you should be able to kill him and solve all your problems. King of Silas would never face me without some kind of weapon. He's weak, just like all humans are weak. Cowardice. think I'm weak and cowardice. Let's see how true that is. Any last words before I kill you? <laughs> I am going to enjoy killing you, Asylus. I have often fantasized about it. Let me down! How did you learn this? Last chance to say your final words, you disgusting beast! Your Majesty. 
citizens of the world, forgive me if I appear a little disheveled. As you have witnessed, I had to battle with a creature from another world. That thing you witnessed, that monster, admitted to being a part of a race or species of beings that consume humans. These are the monsters that governments throughout this world have been protecting, working with, and empowering for so long. The lives they have stolen through the ages is staggering to contemplate. These things are the masters of government leaders, the British royal family, the European alliance, and so many others throughout this world. I want to make myself perfectly clear. America isn't seizing other countries, but are in fact joining forces in an effort to rid this world of these monsters. And we now possess all the weapons we need to do this. This is my final attempt to reason with Britain and Europe. You will surrender or I will launch American nuclear missiles at your capitals because you do not possess a net ray. So you cannot stop them. If you are a citizen of these countries, march down to your capitals and demand your leader surrender or you will die, either by bullets, tanks, bombs, or nukes. And if anyone thinks I am bluffing, I assure you half the world, the entire Western Hemisphere, thought the same thing once. Now they are all part of the New Kingdom of America. The only way to rid your country of the insanity, the filth, and disgusting creatures that feed off of our children, our blood, is to become part of America. As you can see, I am the only leader in this world with the guts and the strength to stand up to these wretched behemoths and destroy them. We can have a clean and pure world that is ours and ours alone. Waste no time. March down to your capitals now and demand your leaders join America. And if they refuse, we can help you by lifting your fog and you can do to them what you saw me do to that reptilian. Go right now.
your majesty, uh, you're early. I wasn't expecting you until noon. I haven't slept. It was a rough night. I must say, you captivated the entire world with that broadcast of, uh, the dismemberment of that creature. I know you always talked about fighting demons in your dreams, sir, but what everyone witnessed last night was just surreal. Forgive me, sir, for ever doubting you about demons. You doubted me, Dr. Ezekiel? That's an awful thing to admit to me after everything. Well, sir, I think you know I'm just being human after all. Relax, Doctor. I know what you meant. But now you see I haven't been all that crazy about the things I shared with you. To be fair, I think that creature was not actually a demon, but more of some sort of alien being of sorts. Perhaps you will elaborate about what all this means and how it makes you feel. I mean, when you're ready to talk about it. Those things aren't the kinds of demons people think of in movies or stories from books. They aren't actually under the control of the devil, so they can't be. But I will say, if the devil is underhandedly manipulating them as well, I guess they could be demons. Look, all I know is they are evil, and that's all that matters. Of course, Your Majesty. So, what is on your mind? What are you feeling? I'm very anxious and worried about the fate of millions of people in Europe and Great Britain. How so? The leaders of those countries will never yield to me or America. They can't. They won't. And they are willing to sacrifice millions and millions of their own people before ever yielding. And you are concerned for those people because you know in your heart you will never yield either. Do you see their sacrifices as necessary? I do, actually. And although my intentions are seeded in humanity, the world won't view it that way. They will simply see it as America and King Osiris wanting to rule the whole world. I know I may have said it at times, but ruling the world for me is really about saving humanity. I don't think anyone doubts that. Forgive me, Your Majesty, but is your anxiety rooted in how others view you and understand your actions? I mean... Are you wrestling with this decision because you don't want to be perceived as a monster yourself? To many, I will always be a monster, no matter what. But perhaps history will be more gracious about what I am about to do, when it's all said and done. And what exactly are you about to do, sir? I have to make public sacrifices for the betterment of humanity in order to defeat our enemies. And I assure you I take no pleasure in doing so. On the contrary... It grips the very fiber of my inner soul and breaks my heart. And the only soul I can confess this to is you, Dr. Ezekiel. The world was astonished at witnessing King Nasalis annihilate a living monster on a live broadcast. But many people wondered who Gabriel really was. He had been assisting Nasalis in a way that was perceived as magical. He had become the mystery Merlin, Nasalis' own man behind the curtain, guiding him in a way an actual angel of God would. Gabriel was anything but an angel. But once he appeared on the world stage, people began to question 
who this man was and where he came from. In the weeks that followed King Asalas' sensational execution of the drag creature, Asalas was asked by reporters about the enigmatic Gabriel. In one press conference, a reporter asked the king if he would bring this Gabriel person to the podium to answer some questions about his official role in the king's affairs. He pointed out that Gabriel was not a member of the High Council and there were no public records of him anywhere. King Osiris did his best to brush off the mounting questions about Gabriel, but eventually the king became irritated by the barrage of questions and lashed out at reporters. In due time, and if I deem it necessary, I will divulge more information about Gabriel to the public. In the meantime, please refrain from asking any more questions about this man. He has contributed a great deal to the betterment of America and subsequently the world. All anyone needs to know is he has the confidence of your king, and that's all that truly matters. Consider this matter closed, and if anyone wishes to continue asking about him, they will be promptly escorted out of the press room and be banned from ever entering in here again. This is my command, not a request. me? Why should I ever consider helping you after all your fumbling? You saw what the Silas did to my brother, didn't you? Like so many others, you underestimated him. You know, a fool will never blame himself for losing when he knows his hand holds weak cards. I wish you wouldn't speak to me in riddles. I've always hated this about you. Just tell me what we need to do and take that dreadful human to his grave. Unless you have something to combat the creator himself, I'd say your best bet is to tempt him and weaken him to his soul. Tempt him? How? The man will never venture from his wife or his demented patriotism. Well, I can't help you any more than I could guide a blind man who is convinced he can see fine. There you go again, Tim Tim. He did have a young woman once. He was infatuated to the point. Even his wife thought he was pathetic. You can try that. But remember he sent that girl to blow herself up with a nuclear bomb and crippled Canada in the process. Silas may have loved that girl, but she was always a part of his plan. At least you know he has a weakness for young, promising women. Indeed. I would thank you, but I know well enough to understand that would be a mistake for me. Or for anyone. I suppose one never truly learns without having mistakes to reference. I wonder if your creator ever learned from the mistake of creating you.
You've been listening to The Rise of King Silas, Episode 14, True Monsters, starring J.V. Torres as King Silas and Beals, Jeff Ellis as Dr. Ezekiel, Alex Olson as Gabriel, Austin Beach as Russell, and narrated by Sergei Bereshnikov. This episode features the song Rise by The Intimates and Call to Action by Tickle. Other contributions by Aaron Mist, Sergei Cheremisinov, Ross Cole, Mick Barchuk, Freesound.org, and Audio Jungle. For more information about the cast, the music, or this production, please visit us at www.theriseofkingasilas.com. This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2018. And stay tuned for episode 15.